0: And what are you gonna wear to that quarantine cookout? Well, DTLR Villa got you. They have 60% off of select styles at DTLR Villa. And they're giving you free shipping when you buy over $25 worth of merchandise. So make sure you shop now. And you can get the 60% off when you go to millennials.us backslash shop so that you can be looking fresh at the quarantine cookout. So don't say I didn't tell you, okay? So that is millennials.us backslash shops. This is for my (laughs) (laughs) millennial. Baby, you got... Oh, oh, check, oh, 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 check. The views and opinions expressed by Millennials Anonymous podcast and their guests and contributors are of those guests and contributors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Millennials Anonymous podcast and any content provided by our content contributors or guests or anyone else are of their own opinions and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This is purely entertainment, folks. Now let's get it. I haven't seen you in a long time either. Remember when we used to hang out? induce stuff and look for clues well yeah guess what it's a brand new episode of millennials anonymous podcast yes it is your girl Lee winnie and i am a fucking millennial yeah steve from blues clues came back all of a sudden he just popped back up like a ex-boyfriend um that just randomly pops up in your dm um uh, very 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 sweet though i was like oh hey guess what big news i'm leaving Uh, this is my brother Joe, he's your new best friend. And then I got on a bus and I left. And we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Great. Because I I realized that, that that was kind of abrupt. I just kind of got up and went to college. And then look at you and look at all you have done and all you have accomplished in all that time. And it just, it's just so amazing, right? I mean, We started out with clues and now it's what student loans and um, jobs and families. And some of it has been kind of hard. And then this this motherfucker pops up on an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Um, I'm like, Steve, were you really at college? Is that really where you were? Um, I don't know, Steve. I I don't know. I'm not sure if that's true. Okay, because I seen you. All right, I've seen you. We have our first clue. And um, I've seen that episode. So I'm not sure if that's really where you were, Steve. I don't know if if I believe you anymore. It's a really great yeah. It was a little weird to me, but it was sweet at the same time. And, and it, I was like, why does he have on a hat? Like he, he had on a hat on everything he did that I saw he had on a hat. And I was like, Steve never wore a hat. And that just bothered me. And I'm like, I don't know why Steve has on a hat. So I I don't know. Somebody's got to explain that to me. It's concerning to me. I was like, oh, I hope he's okay. But yeah, Steve was walking around with a hat. But Steve came and he he apologized to us. Okay, he apologized to millennials. Now this, I was young, but I think I was a little too old to be watching Blue's Clues. Now I'm not, I'm going to be keeping a hundred. Now, when I would stay home from school, even though I was a little too old for Blue's Clues, okay, I was still a kid. Still in elementary school, but I was too old for fucking Blue's Clues. Okay. I would watch Blue's. I would watch Blue's Clues. Like, I really would. And my mother did daycare when she decided she was going to do some shit um and so that was one of the things that came on quite often it was blues clues and you know you know how as parents or somebody who's watching a smaller child you get into it like oh, did a clue a clue like you be you be doing it too like (laughs) so he was very good at what he did so shout out to i forgot his real name his real name is not steve and he did not i don't think he really went off to college because i think he was grown when he was doing that but did you see a clue yeah it was very it was like somber too like it wasn't like happy and upbeat i was like why y'all make this somber, nickelodeon why you got people up here crying and shit like no don't do that i don't i don't i don't it's too much shit going on in the world like no don't you do to do that on the week of 9 11 like what the fuck was right. wrong with y'all put it in our but handy anyway, dandy we, we got that nope. <laughs> From Steve, Steve came back, so that was nice. Now I want to thank Miss Tanya Hester for stopping through. She was here. She's fancy, fancy. She was on MSNBC. She was on ABC. What was it Nightly News? Uh, she's she's just dope, you know, a Democratic political consultant. Okay, a lot of people can't step to that resume. That's that's a that's a hefty resume. And how many people have been mentioned in the New York Times? Period. Not a lot. So when you say you have people like that on, I, I get excited, okay? And they sent me some free shit. And I love free shit, good free shit, okay? They sent me a book, uh, her, her book, which I need you guys to go out and buy. I don't think it's out yet. I think it comes out in November because on here it says on sale November 2021. So in November 2021, make sure you go to your bookstore and make sure you purchase Wallet Activism, How to Use Every Dollar You Spend, Earn, and Save as a Force for Change by Miss Tanya Hester. Yes, 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 yes. I love some free shit. Don't only send me good stuff. Like I like good stuff. And I'm not talking about drug stuff. Don't send me drug stuff. Don't send me bomb stuff. Don't send me weapon stuff. Don't send me nothing like that. I don't want that. Don't send me illegal stuff. Okay. No illegal shit. I don't I don't like illegal shit. But free stuff, oh, I love me some free stuff. So shout out to Tanya Hester's people for sending me a great book. I've been reading it and I've been learning a lot or getting a different perspective about things because you know how my brain works. I'm like a glass half empty kind of girl. So, I, you know, it's good to read. And then I want to shout Travis Brown out to Poddex, the CEO of Poddex, because he sent me a deck, a deck. To the office. Now, I haven't been able to go to the office because I'm going to get into my COVID Chronicles in a minute. Okay. But I will get that deck and I'm going to get that deck and I'm going to use that deck. I'm going to use the shit out of that deck when I get the deck. And then I'm going to ask questions from the deck and I'm going to talk to the deck and I'm going to put the deck in my hand and I'm going to do all things with the deck. So shout out to Travis Brown for sending me a brand new pack of cards so that you can use and ask some really interesting, intriguing questions during interviews. So if you ever get stuck and you're like, I don't know what the fuck to ask, go to poddeck.com so that you can get you a deck. Everybody love a good deck, a big deck, a thick deck. You know, everybody loves that. So make sure you go there. Let me stop. I'm I'm playing. But shout Travis all the way out. Plus, he's going to be at our pod fest. Your voice is your key. Now, unlock some shit on September the 26th. I think he will air at noon. So make sure you come. He's going to talk about engagements, audience engagements, how to increase your audience engagement, what you need to be paying attention to. And he gives some really different perspectives on podcasting. And I think it's because he comes from the entertainment industry and he's doing podcasting full-time. Not a lot of people can say that they are doing that. A lot of people that are doing podcasting and blogging part-time. He's doing it full-time, which means that he's getting paid. So you you want to listen if this is your goal, like this is not just a stepping stone. Because I've met a couple of people this is a fucking stepping stone. So if this is not a stepping stone for you and you truly do want to do podcasting full-time, you want to hear what the fuck is going on because he knows what's going on. And he has a different perspective. He's just not like some random person like me who went in a basement and started recording. No, he actually was in the entertainment industry. So make sure you go and you listen to him give some great information. And also go to PodDeck.com so you can get you a deck, okay? Now, my COVID chronicles, I know that I be pissing a lot of y'all off talking about COVID. You're like, I'm tired of fucking hear about COVID. COVID's still here. She like, I always say this shit every week. She in your closet. She under your bed. She in your glove compartment. Like, she here. She is here. Miss Delta, baby. Miss Delta? Miss Delta, she don't, she don't play that. I tell you, every week, she flying in these friendly skies. Delta, baby. <sighs> Corona, Miss Corona... Corona Lachey she in the corner I don't know where that came from somebody started saying that but I don't know where it came from but I think it's cute so Miss Corona Lachey she be you know she be doing her thing but Miss Delta Miss Delta oh Mm, mm, mm. Miss Delta don't play and she out here and so as a parent this is a tricky time because you got a lot of fucking motherfucking people that don't want to get vaccinated and they're like well just trust your vaccination and I'm like I I do trust my vaccination as much as I can because the vaccination is pretty much like a raincoat when it rains do you need to wear a raincoat when it rains hell no you don't need an umbrella or raincoat when it rains but the raincoat is more than likely going to protect you from getting wet will it keep you 100% dry no but you won't be drenched with a fucking umbrella and a raincoat but you don't need it. You, you, can, you can go outside and get completely drenched and would get whatever repercussions happen with that. Yeah, you can, but I choose not to do that. And I get, I, I, as a parent, because if you have young kids under the age of 12, they can't get vaccinated. None of my children can get vaccinated yet. I do have a daughter who is in the sixth grade. So in November, she will be able to be vaccinated. But right now, None of my children can be vaccinated. I have three of them. Yes, three. I know if you are trying to hit on me, you trying to holler, like, this bitch got three kids. Yes, I do. I let a dude bust off of me three times, and I have three children. And so I, you had to make this improbable, impractical decision of whether or not you send your kids back. So, like, do I keep them home and let them be dumb motherfuckers? Or so do I send them back to school? You know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do, you do? And so I sent them back because I figured that virtual learning can work like I I was homeschooled a portion which a lot of you probably don't know a portion of high school I was homeschooled and then I did I've done some online classes in college as well and I will tell you that even as an adult and as a teenager that shit is difficult you get distracted It's, it's a difficult thing to do and so to see how distracted they were. And I saw, like, because I know my kid. And I was like, okay, this the, the child with asthma is the one that needed to go back the most. And so I was like, all right, do I allow her to be in the house protected? Because we stayed home the entire time during COVID. She never got a cold. She never got sick. She never got anything. She never was exposed to COVID. Nothing healthy the entire time. All of us were. Cause we all pretty much stayed home and did what I was supposed to do. And so I made the decision to send her back. Not even a month into the fucking school year, I get a call that your child has been exposed to goddamn COVID. And they said it's one child or one person. They didn't say it was a child because they, you know, privacy, HIPAA, or whatever and so I was like okay cool at this point my daughter doesn't have any symptoms and this is on Friday by Sunday I get another email three other children have tested positive for COVID uh, or people they just said people have tested positive for COVID the entire class is going to be quarantined okay so for 10 days the entire class is going to be quarantined if you have symptoms it'll be longer if you don't have symptoms it'll be 10 days say cool by this point, my daughter at first didn't have any symptoms. By Sunday night, she started having symptoms. This is the bullshit I'm talking about. I I, I cannot stress for the life of me. Because like I said, last week, it was somebody else who'd been infected by somebody who was unvaccinated. This this shit is, I don't, I, are y'all tired? I, I am tired. Like you're tired of hearing about it. Me too. I, I'm tired of talking about the shit. I want it to go away. I wanted to go home. I couldn't, I couldn't, I wanted to be gone, get gone. But it's like, it won't go. You know? So it's like, ugh. here we go. Here we go. And that's where we're at. So my daughter is home. All of my children are home, not just one. Even though they were like, so you can send the other one back, even though she's been exposed to that one. Even though it's, up, it's like, that don't even, that shit don't, that shit is dumb. Okay? I'm not doing that dumb shit. So all my children are home and you can't pull them and put them in virtual because they say you can. It's like VIP. Like once you get the invite, you can't go like it's it's just I I don't know what I'm about to do. But I hope y'all parents are having a better time than me because right now this shit is not great. Okay, it's not great. And this is probably going to be the entire school year. We're going to keep having quarantines. So let's get into these top 10 trending topics and then we'll get into the topics of the day. But, woo chat. Let's get into these top 10 trending topics of the week. And Saturday was the 20th anniversary of 9 11, and we got so many different Different heartfelt and emotional tributes to the families and people who lost their lives in 9/11. It's a hard thing to imagine, especially if you weren't born in that time to even imagine those things happening. Watching those people jump out of those buildings, watching the buildings collapse—all of that stuff is just like it's hard to even wrap your head around what actually happened that day. But we got a lot of amazing tributes. We heard a lot of stories about people, which is great. So the celebration of their life continues to. To go on and it's something that we will never forget in American history ever and one of the people who I I was I was critical of him last week because he was being very very quiet like I we hadn't heard shit when the whole Afghanistan thing popped off we didn't shit from George W W was gone he was he was home he was quiet he was in the bunker I don't know where he was at but he was he was silent he was silent as a rock I know that's not how it goes, but I'm just saying I couldn't think of what else to put there. But he was silent. He was he was not speaking at all. And he came out, though, for the speech for 9-11, for the 93rd Memorial in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where he gave a heartfelt speech about America, which if I'm going to sum it up for the people that didn't hear it, it was why y'all don't like each other no more. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out and every argument into a clash of cultures. So much of our politics has become a naked appeal to anger, fear, and resentment. That leaves us worried about our nation and our future together. I come without explanations or solutions. I can only tell you what I've seen. On America's day of trial and grief, I saw millions of people instinctively grab for a neighbor's hand and rally to the cause of one another. That is the America I know. I don't even be knowing why y'all, why y'all don't like each other no more, like, I be liking people that's Democrats, like, I love me some Michelle Obama, and she love me, and I'm trying to figure out why y'all don't like each other, because we all Americans, but y'all don't even be talking, like, y'all don't like each other, y'all don't be looking at each other or nothing, like, y'all just, just, just just terrible, just terrible, 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 it's just terrible, and I don't like it. And I don't like it at all and that's what I got from his speech but he did go into a little bit deeper saying like I don't care if you was born in Augusta or if you was born in Afghanistan if you trying to come after America nope we nuck if you buck that's not what we do we not about that we not about that that's that that's not that's not what we do you of the same y'all are the same I don't care what you think you extremism is extremism is extremism I don't care where you came out I don't care if the vagina you came out at was in Afghanistan and Middle East or the vagina you came out was in Brooklyn. If you are trying to fuck some shit up in America, y'all the same. And so I that's what I got. And he went on to to say, you know, there's little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But there is disdain for pluralism. In their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirits. So w, you know, he made an impression that day. I think his speech was the most impressionable that day, and I think it's because he was the commander in chief during 9/11. So, and we we have seen all the shit that had went down afterwards. But for now, we'll just say that it was a, it was a good speech. Bill Clinton shared the speech. We saw everybody was was talking about his speech so shout out to george w okay and speaking of somebody who's just tired of hoping for the best joe biden was like i'm sick of y'all come on I man i'm sick of all of y'all i'm sick of it i'm sick of y'all I, i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired I'm tired of y'all. I'm tired. He's not even tired. He's past tired. He's tired. That's literally He's true. tired now. I'm tired. I done did. I done did as much as I could. I told y'all I wasn't going to mandate these goddamn vaccines. But what did y'all do? What y'all do? Y'all stay doing what you was going to do, going to the club. You was in a strip club. Y'all was licking poles. Y'all was out there. You was in a car riding with each other. You was in the grocery store. You ain't want to wear no mask. You was out there doing all this fuck shit. And y'all didn't want to get vaccinated. So guess what? Guess what, bitches? Now. All the federal workers got to get vaccinated. And -hmm, and the contractors. Yup. He said, Miss Delta, Miss Delta came to his office and she said, hey, I'm going to keep coming out in these chestways, these chesses. She's in everybody's chesses. She said, I'm going to be in these chestways, these airways, getting all these people because they don't want to fucking listen. And in the places that have the lowest vaccination rates, we are seeing a surge. It's 1,500 Americans that are dying every day of this Delta I don't know what the fuck y'all want him to do like i get that he didn't say initially he said he wasn't going to do this but we're getting to a point where this shit is still happening. like we we've not come to a place where this has leveled off and we have so many children that aren't vaccinated can't be vaccinated we have other people who can't be vaccinated that would choose to do so if they could so i i i I don't know at this point, I I really don't because we're seeing that in Europe whom started in certain places in Europe who started to mandate the vaccination, their rates of Delta going down. And the reason why we have Delta is because people who aren't vaccinated, the virus gets inside of your body and it is able to mutate because your body is trying to kill it off and so sometimes you you kill off the the weaker cells first and so you're it's able to mutate so that's one of the reasons why we're getting these bigger stronger viruses because unvaccinated people are now walking around mutating viruses and so we, we have to do something and when you start to see in europe what they're able to do over there with their their mandates it's like i don't no maybe this is the way to go and i get it There's some people like but herd immunity you gotta hurt it and you've heard and heard in americans y'all are the cr- silliest silliest motherfucking people because we are the most unhealthiest motherfuckers on the planet so you want to just hurt We, you know how many people would be di- like some of y'all motherfuckers be eating burgers every fucking day y'all eat burgers and fast food and fries and stuff that you don't even know if you look on the back of some of the ingredients that y'all shit it's hydroxinated y'all probably already took the damn virus because all the shit in the food you eat probably equal up to some type of medicine because it's not even real food but you don't know hey you ain't never seen that color blue in nature ever But yet, y'all drinking that fucking Mountain Dew. You ain't never seen that color orange in nature ever. But yet, you eating them fucking hot Cheetos. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm tired. I am Can you tell? I'm exhausted from y'all. You have grown-ass men. Grown-ass men standing talking about these masks are suffocating us. I can't breathe. And it's killing our children. You suffocating our children with masks. Can't breathe sidebar so i'm about to piss some people off but sidebar to a sidebar are y'all not the same the same people that's out here saying they couldn't breathe in a fucking mass it was made to be breathable doctors wear these shits every day is they are the same people who deliberately said that george floyd could breathe even though he had three police officers on him he had a police officer on his neck and y'all were saying that he could breathe but he he could breathe with those people on his neck and back but y'all can't breathe through a fucking mask make that shit make sense I, I'm just saying like y'all be picking and choosing the shit don't make no sense I, I, I just I don't it's a goddamn mask it's just if you don't want to give wear the fucking mask. like I'm just I'm just tired I'm tired I'm tired of this boy. and speaking of somebody who said I ain't tired I ain't tired of COVID. COVID make me hot. COVID make me sexy. A person in New Zealand came into the hospital. And I guess visiting somebody who must have been in the hospital, I'm assuming for COVID... And she decided that she was gonna have sex with a patient in the hospital because that's what you do, um, I guess. And so now New Zealand is under scrutiny about their hospital visitation and who should be able to actually come into the hospital. That's that's uh, that's what she said. Uh, who should be allowed to visit the hospital now? it was a gentleman who wrote in there he said he remember seeing a young lady who came into a hospital room they went behind a curtain and she he said you could see through the shadows exactly what was happening behind the curtains and the hospital was like you're being such a prude but they did stop it immediately now listen i don't know sidebar I don't know about you, but I don't fucking like hospitals. There's nothing in a hospital that gets me hot and bothered. Nothing. Nothing in a hospital is gonna say, you know what? And I come in, you know what I wanna do? I would think this hospital, I wanna fucking here. Like it just, that's just not what happens. Like people get MRSA in here. People get sepsis and they die. And this just, this just makes me so hot. I just, I just feel, I just feel so full of hot sickness. I was like, that's one of the only places I wouldn't want to bare ass. Like, yeah! I would not, I would not, could not in a boat. I would not, could not in a moat. I would not, could not in a hospital. Like, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, that's one of the places, and especially with COVID, like, is one of the places that I would not want to be engaged in that manner. I, I'm like, you, you sick, bro. Like, you, this, what we doing? Like, you could wait till you got you got home like i don't know what did it for her it was like seeing him in the hospital gown with his ass out in the hospital footies like with baby what what i really don't get i was like y'all this is not nurses do the hospital part one two three like this is not what this is this is an actual real ass hospital with real ass people that actually really have covid Y'all just doing too much. Y'all doing way too much. And speaking of doing way too much, somebody who was just completely absent from the 9-11 memorial speeches was Trump. Trump said, fuck it. He's like, I don't, I, I got shit to do. And so he did. He was very busy on September I'm really 11, rich. Th- the 20th anniversary. He's very, very, very busy. So in the morning, it looks like he spoke at Mooney's, which was organized by the praising or organized by the controversial a unification church he was praising them which is it's a cult like if you don't know what that is it's a fucking cult it 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 was a bunch of like alleged bad shit that was going on in there like I, I it just it don't make no sense I was like Trump like what what the fuck was you what are you thinking like why Stop it. None of this shit makes any sense. And the Republicans still want him to be the leader of the Republican Party. They just are not sure whether or not he should run again. And I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Because the last couple days seem like. Wrong. He has not made good choices. Like, I just. I don't think that this is somebody to You are fake running. news. Running. Because I'm like, all of this shit could come back up. And not only was he at a controversial cult. Uh, who have had some some controversial things that they've done he was also the commentator of one of the saddest spectacles on earth he was a commentator of a celebrity fight with Evander Holyfield and Victor Belfort who is 14 years younger than Evander. Now, Evander Holyfield, what to be fair, he wasn't supposed to be fighting. He only had a week n- notice that that he would he would have this opportunity. And he was like, you know, I wanna be, I wanna be like Mike. Pow. And so, cause you know, Mike Tyson made like 30 million. And he was like, okay, I wanna make some money too. And Mike, not much younger than me, so I'm what? gonna try this and I'm gonna go out there. And he probably wasn't expecting to get knocked the fuck out in the first round, but he did. And so this is where I think we need to look at these celebrity fights because it is really making a spectacle out of boxing. Like it's no longer about the the skill. It's no longer about the knowledge of boxing, boxing IQ. None of that matters anymore. It's just like how big of a figure can you be? And then that's the fights that make all the money. Those are the fights that people want to watch. So the amateur boxers never get a chance to really move up. And you never get a chance to watch real boxing. Now, boxing is a brutal sport, period. Point blank, period. No no doubt about it. But there is a skill set to boxing. But now, I don't know if that's even true. Like, So not only did you see Evander Holyfield get knocked out in the first round, he was out of boxing condition. He's almost 60 years old. He took he stood in for Oscar de la Hoya who contracted COVID, so he had to back away. And so he saw a cash grab because they said, Okay, we're having this fight on September the 11th in um, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Florida. Come on down, come on down. And so he did, and he got knocked the fuck out. And so this was very, very sad to watch. And so not only was it sad to watch, it's even sadder to watch a former United States president commentating a celebrity boxing match on the day of the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which was the biggest terror attack on American soil. If that doesn't tell you where the fuck Donald Trump's head is at, his people that follow him, I don't know what will like what that's that's where his head is at it's all about attention it's about making as much attention getting as much money as possible it him his son and 50 cent all i was like if y'all could get three people that people hated more i I don't really like everybody was busy there was nobody that wanted to to commentate this fight it just it just don't it, it don't even seem presidential, so I, I I don't I don't I don't know. Like I, I'm not even shocked anymore. Let me stop. I'm not even shocked. And speaking of not even shocked, Tyson Beckford slams Kim Kanye. Con- Kim. I called her Kim Kanye. That might as well, cause they're like merging into each other now. She's walking around like Bane and like these these. Mexican wrestler mask what I I don't know what the hell is going on with them but it's it's a little weird but Tyson Beckford slams Kim and Kanye in an interview with Vlad where he speaks in patois and he kind of insinuates that he slept with her in the past or they were sleeping together now listen this is a little to me like I don't understand why he was being in patois I, I don't get the accent part and in this interview with Vlad all I kept all I got was Tyson Beckford wanted people to think that he was this tough guy and most tough guys don't need you to think that they are a tough guy they just are and so I got that a lot from him and I was like it was a little unnecessary because like he was saying like Kim clapped back on him because if you remember this all started under a comment that he made in the shade room when they showed a picture of Kim and he was talking about the plastic surgery messed up on her hip And then she insinuated that he was gay. He was like, I know why you don't like it, sis. And so a lot of people, I think because he's a male model and I think that there's this stigma about male models that most of them are gay. And so I think a lot of people kind of assume that anyway, even though he goes on to say that that's not true. He said like in his entire career and, you know, Tyson is gotta be he gotta be closer to 50 like he's on the better side of 40 okay and he said he's only seen or on met two so the fact that she's saying that and she says she dated him or he's saying that he, he dated her is problematic he's saying like kanye lived down a hall at the time like it was just it's a lot it's just messy and i think kim is 40 or in her 40s tyson is in his 40s or closer to 50 and i'm like at this point y'all too old for the shit like it y'all both of y'all are too damn old like it just stopped like y- you can ignore it he shouldn't have commented on the picture no but kim you you won, kim like at this point you way bigger you got way more money like you could just ignore this shit like it just kept going move past it move on have a nice life like i, I don't understand what was the, the purpose of this and it whatever and so balenciaga speaking of whatever balenciaga said whatever i'm gonna be out here gentrification and gentrifying all the things that i can because they created sweatpants and the sweatpants come with boxers attached to the gray sweatpants and so basically what people are saying is that they're gentrifying sagging and uh laundry bags because they have a purse that looks like one of those Great big giant laundry bags that my Great or bags my grandmother Didn't great grandmother didn't use it for She was a hoarder like when you watch the show Hoarders that's what the fuck She was like she kept everything Like I was like why do you even need that She kept going to the crystal like I don't even get it Like why are you doing this Like why why do you want that Why do you want This little wooden owl What are you gonna do with it I, I don't know cause like, what why do you need that But she she loved that shit. okay? and she used to get these bags that had those patterns on it. So it looked like plaid, but they were like plastic and she would put all her shit in there. Like, because, you know, when you got shit on top of shit, you got to put the shit in some shit so that you could try to hide the shit from your other shit. And so that's what she she did. And so she had a bag that they showed in the, the bag they showed in Balenciaga. She had that bag. Like, I, I don't know why rich people will spend so much money to look poor. Like, poor people out here spending billion boatloads of money to look rich. And rich people out here spending boatloads of money to look poor. It don't, nothing in this world makes any goddamn sense. It just don't. Broke nigga alert. And alert. Broke nigga alert? at the about- end of the day, I... <laughs> Yes, gentrification means that somebody else is able to profit off of something that a a culture that usually is looked down upon can't and is 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 ostracized for and they are able to like get and make money off of it. And yes, this this is exactly if we could have a definition of gentrification, this would be it. Okay, this this is it because sagging has never been a good thing. You had Bill Cosby with the pull your pants up movement. You had people that were discriminating people that were had the pants sagging and people that looked down at the people that had the pants sagging. And now you selling Balenciaga pants that having people sagging. But here's the thing, people that's out here complaining about that. You know how you stop this shit? Don't buy it. that's how you stop it don't buy it but I can guarantee you you will I can guarantee you with all my might all of y'all that's out here talking about this is gentrification gonna buy these pants y'all gonna buy these these pants and then this pants is like a thousand dollars or some stupid shit like who spends that much money on goddamn sweatpants and then this fucking bag this this bag this plastic bag this shit is like a thousand dollars like what you y'all know y'all can go to the thrift store right now and get this shit You know you can get this shit. And you can sew a pair of boxes and a fucking pair of sweatpants if you want. Like, why? Why? I just, I don't get it. Why? And speaking of, huh? Why? Robert Kennedy's assassin, Saran Saran, is getting parole after the 16th try. So on his 16th try of trying to get parole, he actually did get it. And they're saying that he was helped by none other than uh, mafia bosses and Suge Knight. He was mentored by them. I, I, first, I, I don't. First of all, this guy's hello. So the fact that he's being mentored by people that are could be his children is like what? Like I, I don't, I don't understand. But should Knight out here? I guess helping presidential assassins. I don't know if we clap. Do we clap for that? Like I'm, I'm not sure. I don't. I, I'm I'm so confused. I don't know how I don't know how do we take this. Like what what do we do with this? and speaking of I don't know what we do with this the MTV VMAs came on I did not watch this I didn't even know it was on I didn't care I don't fuck with this that much I would much rather watch football than watch the VMAs y'all know how I feel about award shows I don't need to watch rich people win awards I'm not saying that y'all shouldn't win awards but I don't need to see it like I mean y'all already living a life like I don't need to see y'all win awards okay I'm good but the MTV Music Awards came on and I guess on the red carpet little Nas X who I feel like I've been talking about every fucking week has caused some controversy yeah, because he came looking like Soul Glow Soul Glow And the MTV uh, video music awards aired last night and we watched Little Nas X come in looking like soul glow cause I was just thinking in my mind like what in the soul glow cause I didn't watch the VMAs I don't need to watch rich people win awards like I'm not saying y'all shouldn't win them but I don't need to watch them and so when I watched him walk in, I was like, yes, this is giving me sexual chocolate coming to America vibes, Bruh. mixed with Rick James. Like that's that's what I got. And cause the wig was looking like it wasn't like a good wig. I was like, why you got this on? And white people saying he, and he came in with a mullet. I'm like, no white people. No, that's a Jerry curl. So I'm not really sure what, why this was it. But he he's entertaining, I guess. And He gives a lot of different types of looks and stunts and things that we don't necessarily see from male artists. So I was just saying that male artists do the bare minimum rappers, especially male rappers, and he's not. So I can't complain on one token and then when somebody's really just giving it to you and then complain on the other token. So he's giving me what I asked for. Maybe not exactly what I asked for, but he's giving me what I asked for. And it's Versace, so I guess that means something it was like an off the shoulder jacket thing that he had on and just like the same way I feel about my girl Lizzo and I love me some Lizzo I just hate their outfits I do not like Little Nas X's outfits I do not like Lizzo I like I I hate their clothes like I don't know who their style is and maybe this is fashion this is why I don't do fashion this is why I say I don't know fashion because this shit this I, I don't like this like there's nothing about this I look and say you know what that looked cute. Like it just was like, no, this not. This is not it at, at all. Like it's not giving it to me. Like that, the, the wig was just. It was just, it was doing too much. It was just this terrible wig, and I was like, "They have so many good wigs out there. Like, he could, he, there's so many good people that do wigs. Like, you could have had, you a long lace front or something. It could have been like flowy and just like you could have had an afro wig. Like, there's so many wigs that could have just worked, but this is just this was the one you chose. Like, I, I'm so confused. Little Nas, about this outfit, and I don't like it at all. It did give me soul glow, sexual chocolate, Eddie Murphy." Vibes. That's what this gave me. I, I don't understand what you was going for, but I don't know. And he continued to piss people off by performing Industry Baby, where he stripped down to, I guess, pink boxers? Apparently, the song was highlighting AIDS and HIV in the South. <sighs> I because y'all asked him, y'all said he needs to highlight AIDS and HIV, and he should do AIDS awareness in his performances, and that's what the fuck he did, I I don't know how it go together, but he did listen, he listened, now whether or not y'all like it, I don't fucking know. But he fucking listen so I guess I can't knock him he listened to what the fuck y'all said I hey hey we've seen shocking stuff we saw Madonna kiss Britney Spears saw Lil Kim Titty out we've seen stuff on the video music awards so I f- tell y'all kids don't watch this anyway like just just turn it off that's all i got to say and amazon is finally listening as well speaking of listening they are trying to give back to their employees because you know amazon realized that they won capitalism them and walmart they won capitalism if you could win capitalism and get an award they did and that award would be the best making money off of poor people and disadvantaged people you can. And so they are offering to pay the full cost of Amazon employees tuition for hourly employees. And they did increase the wage to so I think $18 or $20 an hour. But the, I think the the actual warehouse itself working in the warehouse is pretty fucking rough. So hopefully they'll fix that. And then they'll have a great place to work, right? And you can increase productivity and all of that. So I don't know what the stipulations are on this for employees who take advantage of this tuition. I don't know if you have to work there a year after. I don't know. I'm not really sure what the stipulations are, but I think you have to work there at least 90 days to get it. But I don't know if you have to stay there a certain amount of time after you get your degree or if there's certain degrees that qualify, certain degrees that don't. Like, I I don't know. But this is great for Amazon to be doing this. I suppose and this has been your top 10 trended topics of the week all right let's talk about it so let's let's this is something that it's been It's is people been talking about this for a minute I just haven't because I don't think it's that pressing but some people have been talking about it but i think it does bring up a good conversation about is there a limit to once you're an adult we ain't talking about that r kelly bullshit but once you're an adult what is too far of an age gap for the relationship to actually work where does the gap end And a lot of people started looking at LaMelo Ball, who actually, well, this is to me, my opinion, this is too young because he was a fucking teenager. She's a goddamn millennial. She's 32. He was 19. She's 32. That's too much for me. But I think the conversation comes in. What is too much? Where does the gap end? And a lot of people saying that she groomed him and she's a pedophile. She can't be a pedophile because he was an adult. And if you don't know who the Ball Boys are, there's actually three of them. They're LeVar Ball's children, who was a basketball player himself, and he became the CEO of Big Ball Brand. You know, those expensive-ass shoes that you bought that you never got. That Him. That guy. With the loud mouth, always talking trash. Bruh. He's kind of disappeared a little bit in, in recent years and months, but he still has a very loud mouth. And he has his baby boy, LaMelo, who is, like, I think the rookie. Was he, like, rookie of the year or something like that for 2020 and 2021? He's really balling out of control. And his career is going to take off. Like, he is going to be airplanes in this bitch. Like, he really is. And I think that people saw an opportunity. A lot of... Let me be very careful with this. Not a lot of women, but there are some women that see athletes and people that have money as a way or means of a savior to get out of where they are. And so sometimes they will intentionally go after these athletes because certain athletes are going to make a certain amount of money. And because LaMelo Ball appears to be that he will be one of the biggest basketball stars in the NBA, he became on that groupie hit list like I'm pretty sure and they hold them in they whole fast you know in a whole layer they probably have a list of motherfuckers that they gonna fuck and he's on he was probably on the top of the list so I can't say that his girlfriend I think her name is like Ashley if she went after him because of his age or went if she went after him because of his status I'm pretty sure it was because of the status because in my opinion and this is not a knock on her. But I don't think that that there's a lot you can have in common in your 30s with the 19 year old. And I'm the person that always tells you, yeah, relationships are give and take. You can learn. You need to be you need to be learning from your spouse the way that your spouse is learning from you. You need to be making each other better. And I also have said in the past that you can learn from anybody, young young people can learn from old people old people can learn from young people i've said that a billion times but what i will say is that a relationship like that that one-sided very lopsided relationship like that that shit is exhausting because his life experience is so limited now he might have big hefty pockets and other things but that only will go but so far eventually you will have to have a conversation I know everybody got a friend that started dating somebody that was really really young and I'm not talking about like like I said I'm not talking about that pedophilia bullshit fuck everybody who's a pedophile and they should be pushed off a cliff okay allegedly but what I'm saying is and I'm not advocating I'm not advocating violence okay but what I'm saying is this We've all been 35 and we knew somebody that was dating somebody that was twenty. And I don't care how mature, cause people who date younger people always say they're mature for their age. Instead of saying you're immature for yours. Cause I'm like, sometimes it's not that they mature for their age, sometimes it's you're immature as fuck. And that's why you get along with this person so well because you might be 35, but really in your head, you really like 20. Like you never really progressed past 20. Like you never moved past that point. And that's why you can get along with a 20 year old so well. So in those cases, I guess it works. But if you are a fully functioning adult and you are progressing through life, and you're just looking at the physicality. Here we go again with the image. If you're just looking at somebody physically. You're going to end up dating somebody. Who is way too young for you. At 30 let's use the 35 20 thing. That's 15 years younger than you. So you have somebody that's 15 years younger than you. I don't care how mature you say they are. At some point in the conversation. When you around this person. You're going to realize. Oh you 20. I don't care how like if you stay around somebody they say they're mature you stay around them long enough you gonna realize how old they are point blank period you will start to realize like oh the mannerisms the way that they speak things that they're talking about reference points things that they like you're gonna start to realize that this person is really really young Because what comes with age is not necessarily intelligent because you can have dumb old motherfuckers. What comes with age is experience, knowledge from life learned. There is no way to teach life learned experiences. You just got to live life. And when you talk to older people, they have more stories. They've been through more because they've lived longer. And so they've seen things that we've not seen yet. And they've experienced things that we've not experienced yet. And they've been through things that we've not been through. And hopefully in some cases never go through. You will learn that pretty quick. And I'm not talking silly about the music and stuff. But even yeah from that point you're like oh okay. You start asking them oh no you know the the best rapper of all time is is Lil Uzi Vert. And then you're like oh. Oh. What? Oh oh, my hair hurt. Oh. What? Okay. No no i'm sorry no no oh no and and i know that physically because we we all have this thing about youth that youth is where the beauty is youth is is you know some people like well if i date this young person it's gonna make me look young and i'm like i hate to break it to you but most of the time when y'all date these young people they don't make you look young they make you look old as fuck they make you look older if you want to look young you need to date you a old bitch a old bitch and by bitch, I mean man or woman, male or female. You need to date your my old, okay? That is the only way you are going to look younger. Because if you go out and you 47 and you date yourself yourself a 20-year-old, you're going to look like her father or her, or his mother. And people are going to be like, oh, yes, son, cute. Oh, look at you out on the mommy, son, lord. Day. That's what they see. They don't see, oh, look at this hot young thing. No, they see your old lady. A old lady with this young boy or old man with this young girl. And I think that with that, we most of the time look at the guy as pervy. We don't look at the women the same way. And I think that that is a conversation to be had because we've seen a lot of men that were molested now that are speaking openly from women and we do need to still check women about these types of behaviors too because it's not like it's not cool because like if you're going to date somebody who if you are in your 40s and 50s you date somebody who's 18 it's a very that's a thin line that's a thin line and so that's why I'm like where does the line end and for me I think uh, to me this is me personally don't come back at me because I know that there's some people that have 15 20 year age differences and they're in love and thriving and it's amazing I'm not talking to you if your relationship is amazing and thriving and wonderful no one's talking to you keep doing you what I'm saying is that for me I think that anything over six years is too much it's too much. I, I, I think that it, because after a while, once you're getting into decades, like you decades different, the way that you think is going to be different, the way that you interact. And I'm not saying that you can't have friends that are younger. Sure. But after a while like if you really truly want to be around this person all the time and y'all are like because your your spouse to be long-term date y'all have got to eventually be friends you have to start developing some level of friendship otherwise that shit ain't gonna work because the passion is not always there you're not always gonna have this passion so it's sometimes you do need to have a friendship in order to make the relationship thrive and if you can't do that, because the only reason why you're with this person is because you think that they're attractive. This is not going to work. And like I said, eventually y'all going to start talking about some shit. You could be like, you know what? Yes, I'm a little fucking old. Like this, this is too much. Uh, you're making my head hurt. I don't know. you talking about apps and emojis and you talking in emojis. And, and I don't even know how you talking emojis, but you're doing it. And I just, I don't understand. And d- d- at some point to me, in my opinion, that's what's going to happen. And at 25, you know, you still got the soft spot, your head not even fully developed yet, your brain don't even stop developing until you 25. I don't know if a lot of people know that until you 25, which means you're going to make irrational, stupid ass decisions, probably up until you that point. Why? Because your brain is still developing your frontal lobe, which is your, your impulse control. So if you don't have good impulse control, you're going to make impulsive ass decisions, which makes the reason why young people make such thoughtless, stupid ass decisions, because I think you, your brain is still growing and you have to be able to make those mistakes in your youth. So you learn as you age. And so that's why a person who's 25 may not be the same person at 35, and they may not even like the same person at 35. And that's why. I'm telling you that as an older person, I would not strap down no younger person because they don't even know fully what they want until they have really experienced life past that age. So if you want to kind of like joke around and have a, a fling as long as this person is an adult, whatever, you know what I mean? D- do you? But when it comes to dating, I, I don't think... I could date a 19 year old. Because even when I look back. Because like people say. Well you know men's sexual peak is in their early 20s. You know. Because he's 20 years old. Yes. And their refractory period is shorter. Their you know. Dicks get harder. Like it it. yes. There's some benefits of, of fucking a younger guy. But. One of the things that I think people forget. Is that sex is like cooking. It is a skill anybody can learn to cook are there some people that naturally will be better cooks than others yeah because sometimes you have this this kind of intuition about cooking that's just a little bit better than others and then some people just like to cook more so if you like to cook more you're probably going to be a little bit better at it because you enjoy it but it's skill so if you learn how to cook, you can become a really great cook. You don't wake up as a 20-year-old knowing how to cook if no one has taught you. So I was like, why do you want to have to teach somebody what the fuck to do? Because I don't know about you, but um, back when you first started doing this and you're having sex with people that are also your age and don't know what the fuck they know, and that shit was trash. Like... It it doesn't get better until you start getting more experience. The people that are the best at sex are the people that have the most experience. Those are the ones that are good. So an older woman, although she's older, could be a better sexual partner than a younger woman. Why? Because she has more experience, lived experience than her or she's done more things. Does it mean that the older woman, maybe she's not done a lot? Those are the things that I think a lot of people miss when they start fetishizing young people. No, 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 no. This is why I want an older person all day. Like, somebody my age or older. Like, I don't want to be fucking with nobody that's young. Like, I I don't have time to be teaching nobody. I don't have time to be no you still don't know who you are you don't know what you want you ain't figured out life yet and i still got i gotta teach you this too no i gotta teach you to don't go in this hole going that hole. no 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 gotta bring up in diagrams to help you figure out where the clitoris is like i don't i don't have time okay i got shit to do i don't have time so i don't know why people still want to do this but d- they do so I, like I said I don't know I'm not gonna say that's what she did I can't speak on it I don't know her I don't know him but I can just speak for myself I could not date somebody that young especially having a child who is coming into teenage years I don't want my child to be more connected with my spouse than I am I don't want them to know more to, like no But nothing makes you feel older than hearing two people having a conversation that are closer in age than you and your spouse. Like, I, no, 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 that, that is a negatory for me. But if it works for you, it works for you. But for me, it's gonna be a negative. Okay. It's gonna be a no. Alright so forgive the noise in the background I told you I'm home the COVID thing Everybody's home and they don't give a fuck about me doing this So everybody's home I want to talk about The body positivity movement I do agree that we all Should love ourselves we should more of us should understand that we're all different and we all are not going to be a canned version of the next person in this general aesthetic of beauty and everybody shouldn't subscribe to this general aesthetic of beauty because beauty is in the eye of the beholder and just because you don't find it attractive doesn't mean that I don't find it attractive and if I like the way that that looks then that's good for me and that's all that matters That part of the movement, I respect. When you look at the definition in Wikipedia, it says, you know, it's the mental quality that aims to the acceptance of oneself and one's body. And so that that goes further into that. So it says, body positivity movement is focused on the acceptance of all bodies, regardless of size, shape, skin tone, gender and physical abilities, while presenting present day beauty standards as undesirable social constructs. And I think that that itself is a beautiful thing. And I, you know, when you talk about body positivity, I don't think it should be about the image at all. I think it really should be basically with that mental state. Because you could be very, very heavy like I was and then lose weight like I did and still not like yourself because you never liked yourself in the beginning. Like the weight wasn't what you didn't like. You just didn't like you. And you have to find those reasons of why don't I like myself? What am I unhappy? Happy with what can I look at differently that part of the body positivity movement is amazing and I think more people should get into that part of the body positivity movement but I think that in modern times in the last couple of years I think it's kind of been co-opted where it's only about image and the body positivity movement specifically just focuses on what image is in image of body and that's it That's that's all it does, but I think it also brings in other elements that it kind of leaves out and all of the movements that have started over the past couple of years, I think all come from a very genuine place where, you know, they want this mission to get accomplished and they're trying to push this mission across the goal line and things get wrapped into this movement. And because they're in a place of inclusivity, you can't exclude without the people saying, oh, you're being exclusive and that's not right. And so then everything gets wrapped up in this movement and you can't really do a whole lot about it. And that's what happens. And it gets co-opted and changed and manipulated in different ways because people can take, it's a movement. It's not a concrete thing. It molds, it changes, it shifts. And so that's kind of what's happened. And so what I've noticed in the body positivity movement is that you have an element or a segment of the body, not everybody, but you have an element of a segment of the body positivity movement that is promoting things that are not true and can potentially be harmful to people down the road. And I think that there's this notion that we don't focus on health. In here. And I'm not talking about being big versus small because that has nothing to do with healthy. A skinny person can be not healthy, a smaller person can be not healthy, a muscle bound person can be physically not healthy. It has nothing to do with that, but if we solely get focused on, okay, the state that my body is in right now is perfect, and I do not need to do anything about it, I think a lot of people get into that mindset that I'm just going to stay here. They get comfortable with it, and I think you should love yourself at all sizes, because if you were like me, and when, like I said, when I was bigger, I didn't like myself, lost weight, and I was still, because I didn't lose weight for health purposes, I lost weight for aesthetic, but I didn't like myself physically in the beginning and I didn't like myself at the end and then when now that I've gained a lot of weight back I look back at those pictures where I didn't like myself it's like god damn I looked amazing and it was because mentally I didn't like myself I was focused on this image and instead of getting out of that that portion of, of just image and figure out okay mentally what's wrong where where is this coming from Let's start there. Because I think, you know, also with the movement, sometimes what happens is that it it tells people that they can't do. So like if you wear makeup, then in this movement, and I've seen people in the movement say, oh, well, you don't like yourself because you have more makeup or, or you don't like yourself because you wear your, uh, uh, extensions or you don't like yourself because you losing weight and you don't like yourself because you're doing the." I'm like but that's not necessarily true so I, I think that there should be more conversation about what it truly means to truly love oneself as well because the mental side of it and figuring out where things come from I think should be the forefront of most movements and most of the time it isn't because a lot of the things that happen are based on where people are mentally where's your mental state and when you get into these it's got to be this or it's got to be that sometimes it tends to shift because like I've seen it where if people like start to do certain things like let's say a woman wants to get plastic surgery more than likely if you're getting plastic surgery it means that you are not happy with your body but you know once she gets the plastic surgery does it mean that she's no longer a part of this movement can she not be a part of this movement if she got plastic surgery can she be a part of the body positivity movement and I think that's where it kind of gets a little gray for me who is allowed in this movement who isn't what does it mean to be body positive because you don't have to be body positive all the time like you can wake up some days and say man and my hair is Fucked up, like I'm just not feeling. I'm having a bad hair day, and I don't think that means that you don't like yourself. You're just having a bad hair day. You're just saying, "Oh man, I really not feeling my hair today." I don't think that that means that you don't like you. And I think that we we go and we tote this very very fine line in between what that means and this negative positivity where you have to be happy about everything at all times. I think. With anything, not necessarily being happy about all time, but accepting it and knowing that this is who I am and being proud of that, being proud that this is who I am and I accept who I am and no one else is going to take that away from me is where the movement started. And then I think it kind of like got co opted into this extraly proud thing where there is no room for dislike at all. Or if you do have that, it means that somehow you're not happy with yourself and i was like and then sometimes that discontent with yourself could lead you to a better path maybe you do start eating healthier maybe you do start working out maybe you do start getting around other people that are like you so sometimes discomfort can lead you to a place of acceptance and comfort and even a better situation so I don't think we should shy away from all of those negative feelings all the time because sometimes your body is telling you something it's telling you okay yeah maybe I'm not happy here because I shouldn't be here I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but when I look at the movement, a lot of times, that's not what happens. That's not what happens at all, because it gets focused purely on image, which I thought was the whole point of getting the body positivity movement in the beginning was to kind of get away from image and start to look at it from a mentality of, okay, how do I feel about myself in the inside? Because we are all going to age. We're all going to change. And our bodies don't stay the same and that's okay. And to learn to accept each other, each other and yourself really more than each other at any size, at any, like as you age, when you're old, when just learning about that, knowing that your body is built for you and your body's not necessarily perfect where it is now, your body will always Mold and change and be perfect for you at any stage in your life. Well, not perfect. I don't believe in perfection. I don't think that there's anything that perfection doesn't exist. But your body is made for you, and this is the way your body should be. And that's going to change and it's going to shift. And sometimes with health reasons and things happen where you do need to lose weight or you do need to gain weight, and that is okay to to be okay with the fact that that may take you closer to the center but it doesn't mean that you don't like yourself or you're not a part of this movement it just means that it shifted a little bit and what I do see and because I'm on the heavier end and a lot of people that I know are on the heavier end when I see this a lot of the times you do get this very very I don't want to listen to anybody vibe because I've seen people who are not in a healthy place and because of this they're saying oh well you know they're just being fat phobic the doctor's telling me I need to lose weight because I'm pre-hypertensive or I'm pre-diabetic and 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 I I they don't I don't they don't know me because I'm not gonna lose weight I know somebody who's like this because they're just being fat phobic and I'm like I don't think that's it like I don't think that they're being fat phobic I think that that's something you should definitely look into because as we age sometimes when you're younger you can be overweight and be okay like me and then once you hit a certain age your body like mm, nah bruh we we gotta we got to all eating better like this not can't eat cheesecake every day like this not what we doing and a lot of people can't understand the two so maybe is that I don't dislike it as much as I think it needs to be better explained because we are in a place I think now in time where everybody is in this I'm right I'm perfect there is no room for change there is no room for other opinions or comments ever and I'm like No, if somebody's telling you, you too dark, you too light, you not this, you not that, you not this, fuck them. But when it comes to somebody giving you medical advice, you might want to listen. You should always get second, third opinion, but you might want to listen to that. And then we also get into a place where sometimes even in these movements, like, like let's take like the natural hair movement. The natural hair movement started in a great place, but when you look at what it's trying to do, all the products and the the channels that are out, they're all trying to get you to make your hair into this this mainstream aesthetic of what they deem as acceptable for natural hair. That tends to happen too in these image type movements where you see a plus size girl, but she has the perfect figure. Like, you know, the plus size girls that they're in the body positivity movement is, ashley graham who has like a better body than most people and i'm like she doesn't have like the average body of a plus size girl like me so it it then there's this this falseness of it it's like yeah i see it now but It has to be acceptable in order for it to be a part of this movement. In order for it to be pushed to the top. Because sometimes, like I said, even in looking at the natural hair movement, when you look at those comments and stuff in there, they are very negative to people that don't fit into what their mainstream of what they think should be acceptable. Everybody has this ideal. And unfortunately, anything that humans touch has bias. And I would much rather people acknowledge the bias like yeah there's some bias here then pretend like it doesn't exist and and just hearing that portion of it is where I'm like all right we need to better explain this to especially to our younger generations that yeah you may do something you may look a certain way everybody may not like it and that's okay that's okay but it doesn't mean that they should like it or they have to like it or they have to accept it they should respect you without a shadow of a doubt they should respect you and allow you to be you and you to be happy and you to be free but they don't have to like it too or also I guess that's the way to say that and I think we are in a place where a lot of people don't understand that All right, this has been another episode of millennials anonymous podcast yes this is your girl lee swinney with another episode we will be back again next week we will have a guest next week so stay tuned stay locked and loaded and come back and i maybe i'll be able to get at a house by then hopefully all news will be good news and not bad news because i was like this is the second time in two weeks that i've been exposed so in my family so hopefully not so we will be back again next week hopefully all things willing stay tuned stay safe do do good things bye